Hey guys, it's Dr. Childs here, and today is episode number 23, and we are going to be discussing five things that you can do to boost your thyroid today. Well, some of these things you might not be able to do right this second, but they should help give you an idea of what you need to be doing over the next coming uh, couple days here. So, first of all, why would you want to boost your thyroid? Well, first of all, your thyroid is... Uh, what I consider to be a master hormone in the body um, in that it helps regulate and it helps the function of many other hormones in your body, okay? So aside from its effect on other hormones in your body, it also has a direct effect on many important functions in your body, including your body's ability to produce energy, your body's ability to lose weight and to burn fat, um, the way that your brain thinks, your cognition and your clarity. Thing, it also affects your mood, so depression, anxiety, and so on. And then I would say ultimately, it just helps you have a better quality of life. So ensuring that your thyroid functions at 100% is probably one of the best ways, best things that you can do just to improve your day-to-day -day, um, activities and how you feel and all of that stuff. So it's it's very important um, in those ways. So let's talk about five things that you can do. So I'm I before we start about the about these five uh, areas here, I want to say that I'm operating under the assumption that you already know, at least for a couple of these, that you have a thyroid problem. Now, some this is important because some people suspect that they have a thyroid issue um, when they may not actually know that they do. So um, just keep that in mind. So number one is take your thyroid medication at night. And so what I have here um, is a study that was done um, on several patients. And what they did is they switched from having these patients take their medication in the morning to having their medication in the evening. And on the conclusion of this, they say on assessment of quality of life, statistically significant improvement in various parameters was seen in both the groups. Hence from the study, we inferred that the evening dose is as efficacious as morning dose and provides an alternative dosing regimen. So basically what this means is you can take your medic thyroid medication in the evening safely. And in some individuals, it actually improves the absorption and increases free T3 levels and will help their thyroid function. So that's one of the mo the easiest things that you can do, right? All you have to do is switch the time of day that you take your medication. Now, the reason for this has to do probably a lot with how your body absorbs thyroid medication. Um, it's very difficult to absorb for some individuals due to low stomach acid or the how quickly their, their GI tract is moving. And so if you take your medication in the evening, your GI tract tends to be slower, and so your body can break it down, and you can really absorb all of the, the hormone that's inside of the medication. Um, because remember, when you consume a medication, it's usually surrounded with all sorts of different substances that keep the medication safe inside of it. And your body has to break down that in order to get to it. Okay. And so for some individuals, that's difficult. And for some, it's not so difficult, but it's really a really, really easy and simple change. So the difference between taking it in the evening and taking it in the morning. All right. So that's number one. Number two, take thyroid enhancing supplements. And so I have one example here. Um, and I want to talk more broadly about the uh, thyroid boosting supplements. But uh, essentially what we have is uh, you don't want to necessarily take um, just a any supplement that says, you know, a thyroid booster or whatever. Instead, you want to look for uh, supplements that contain certain ingredients. And so one of those would be zinc. Another one would be selenium. We talked about that uh, recently, I believe. Um, and the reason for this is, um, I'll give you an example. So zinc may play a role in thyroid hormone metabolism in low T3 patients and may be and may in part contribute to the conversion of T4 to T3 in humans. And so what we have here is a, is a 
proven reason that zinc is involved in thyroid metabolism. And so what, what's also interesting is that there are a fair amount of people who have a zinc deficiency. So you might have something like Hashimoto's thyroiditis or some autoimmune disease, which is suppressing your body's ability to produce thyroid hormone, but you also may have a nutrient deficiency that is compounding the problem. All right. So it's not like taking zinc or, or selenium or iodine or any of those things will necessarily fix and reverse your thyroid problem 100%. However, they may help boost whatever function your body's capable of, of producing on its own. All right. And so these are things to think about. And that's why I recommend at least looking into these things. Okay. So zinc and selenium would be two of the big ones. Um, iodine is another big one as well. But these supplements can potentially enhance your ability to, pr to produce more thyroid hormone naturally. Again, they may not cure your problem, but they can absolutely check or they can absolutely, uh, and they do actually help a, a lot of people, I would say. Um, but don't take them in place of thyroid medication. That's not how they should be used. Instead, you want to think about it as replacing any deficiencies that exist and helping your body function the way that it was meant to function. So that's how I want you to think about this. So number three, going along um, in a similar uh, vein is check your ferritin. All right. And uh, let me just explain this real quick. So your ferritin um, can be used as a surrogate marker uh, to tell you how much iron is in your body. And Iron is a nutrient, like we just talked about in number two, but iron has a special relationship with your thyroid hormone, all right? And so essentially what we have going on here is if you are iron deficient, and this is incredibly common, among, especially among women due to their menstrual cycle and so on, um, the, the worse their iron deficiency, the worse their thyroid will function. And these are just, th this has to do with how um, iron helps thyroid hormone function at the cellular level, all right? So you'll just have to kind of understand that for now. But essentially what I'm trying to say is low ferritin may be an indicator of, of low iron stores, which may worsen thyroid function, all right? And so again, here's another study here. This is called the relationship between iron status and thyroid hormone concentration in iron deficient adolescent Iranian girls. So it, this, this, is a, this study was done in Iranian girls, but it's, um, it's, applicable to to uh, females all, all all across the the globe here so so don't focus on that but essentially what this shows is that the results indicate that the degree of iron deficiency may affect thyroid hormone status in iron deficient adolescent girls and so that's the key takeaway here is that if you have iron deficiency uh, of any type and you can diagnose this by looking at your ferritin you'll want to fix that problem because that will be impairing your body's ability to fun your thyroid to function at a hundred percent and this is a very common thing all right and so you may not be anemic, but you can still have low iron. And so that, that's, you kind of have to tease out the difference there. Um, so just remember, you can check for this by looking at your ferritin. Um, and just as another side note, ferritin is required for hair growth as well. So if you have optimal ferritin levels, not only will that help your hair grow, it will also help um, your thyroid function. So that was number three. Number four is you want to manage your stress. And so I have another study here discussing the relationship between stress and the thyroid. I don't think I really need to convince you of that. Uh, pretty much I think everybody knows that there is a connection between those two things. So the more stress that you're under, and this could be from you know physical trauma, this could be from so social trauma or emotional trauma, pretty much anything that your brain perceives as you being under duress, uh, will trigger the stress response in your body, all right? And that's okay, that's a good thing, as long as it's um, in small amounts, right? We don't, you wanna be able to have that fight or flight response. What you don't want is to have that fight or flight response triggered 24 seven, because if you do that, then you start to experience 
the negative consequences of stress. And those negative consequences extend to your thyroid as well. And how the, what happens essentially is that um, you have an increase in cortisol, at least temporarily, and cortisol and TSH are linked together. All right. So that's one um, area. And then the second is the more stress that your body's under, it will impact your hypothalamus ability to produce TRH, which is in the very beginning of the whole thyroid cascade. All right. So the more stress you're under, the lower your, your TRH will be, which will suppress your body's ability to produce thyroid hormone. So cut the stress. You can, you can, you can manage your stress by preferably eliminating the source of the stress. Now that isn't always possible. I understand that. Uh, you might have a lot of stress or emotional grief as a result of a death of a loved one, for instance. You can't go back in time and fix that problem. Um, but what you can do is you can allow your body to tolerate the stress better. And so you can do things like meditation or yoga or uh, spiritual prayer, things like that. Um, you can also, and I would recommend this, take adrenal adaptogens. Okay, so adaptogens um, are um, nutrients or, and they're uh, vitamins and that help your your body tolerate stressful situations. And so these these are the kind of ingredients that are commonly found um, in adrenal supplements because they help your body tolerate stress and and they do work. I, I've used them in my life, uh, especially when I was in residency. I used them a lot. I used them every day, and it was a huge difference for me. And I've seen that huge difference in a lot of patients as well. And so some people they have an immediate and robust reaction. They take it and they they're like, wow, I can't believe. Like this is, I'm back to normal. And then other people, it's, you know, not quite as profound. It takes a little while, but they still do notice an increase in energy. So I don't know where you'll fit on that spectrum, um, but it's certainly worth trying, especially if you're in one of those fields where you're constantly being pushed and, and pressured and, you know, you feel a little ragged or you feel a rundown or feel a little rundown. So remember that, manage your stress. Number five, we can't talk about um, boosting or improving your health without at least a mention of diet and exercise. All right, and so this is incredibly important as it relates to your thyroid as well. And I would say for the primary, primarily because of its influence on inflammation in the body. So we know that the higher levels of inflammation that you have, the worse that your thyroid will function. And this predominantly happens because of the way that inflammation affects thyroid conversion. So if you can, if we, and we know if you eat healthy um, and if you exercise frequently, at least I would say up to three times per week, uh, you can reduce those inflammation and you can just reduce you know, let go of the brakes on your thyroid system. And that has to do with how your body converts thyroid hormone. So diet and exercise. This could be something simple as just following um, a diet. I don't mean cutting your calories diet. I mean like a lifestyle change in the foods that you consume. So switching to like a Whole30 diet or a paleo diet or something that's sustainable long-term. That's the type of diet that you want to focus on. Um, and exercise, I've, I've discussed exercise in previous um, videos before, so we won't get into it here, but you just need to keep your body moving, keep your body active, um, and and exercise, like I said, at least up to three times per week. One to three times per week is a good place to start. So anyway, that was it, guys. So hopefully you can use these tips. You can apply at least the ones that are relevant to you um, right away, because these are ways that you can actually regain your health and start feeling better. And that's exactly what I'm trying to help you guys do. So I hope this was helpful. If you have any questions about it, please leave them in the comments below. Otherwise, I will see you guys in the next one.